For God, for country, for truth, for justice, for the Republic. You're listening to the Powder Monkey Podcast on PirateInfoWars.com. Welcome to episode 27 of the Powder Monkey Podcast. And uh, they say that the stars at night are big and bright, deep in the heart of Texas. But uh, tonight, the ladies uh, that I have coming on tonight are from the epicenter of the uh, American Liberty Movement, the uh, 1776 Worldwide uh, Spirit. So. Uh, I want to tell their story. I want to give them a chance to come on and uh, just, uh, you know, basically, uh, you know, just have a have a discussion. So uh, um, they are the lib lady, uh, the Liberty Ladies of Texas. I screwed that up, but it doesn't matter. I have no journalistic integrity. I'm great. Um, and uh, uh, so, um, you know, they are Yeka and Rachel Ray. Ladies, welcome. Thank you for coming on the Hi. podcast. Thank you so much for having us. Yeah, we appreciate you. it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So um, uh, let's start at the beginning. Um, talk about how the movement came about. Um, you know, again, like I said, you are at the, the epicenter. Um, so talk about how um, the Liberty Ladies of Texas, you know, came into being. Yeah, so we met through some mutual friends. Um, and, you know, we just started hanging out over time and we had a lot of similar beliefs, you know, we shared a lot of the same ideas and things like that. And so um, after the election, I just, I felt like it was finally time to get out there and just kind of do my own thing. And Rachel and I were hanging out one day and, you know, I feel like God just told me to invite her on. And so I was just like, hey, do you want to join me? I'm going to start doing this. And I was and like oh my God, I've been kind of hesitant around getting behind the camera or getting in front of the camera, I'm sorry. And uh, and so 
I was like, ah, oh, you know, I've been wanting to do this for a while, and I've been telling, um, you know, my friends, like, oh, I'm going to start something soon, but I never really started anything. Yeah, same here. It was something that I've wanted to do for a long time, but, you know, like a lot of us, we're scared to speak up, you know, um, kind of say things. We don't want to hurt other people's feelings. We don't want to offend right. anybody. And but, we don't want know. to give misinformation either, you know. But since sure. the election had happened, I was just like, you know what? I don't care. You know, I need to speak my mind. I need to get out there. I need to put on my own content. It was something that we both wanted to do for a long time. So, of course, she was on board and she was you were going out of town that weekend, right? And so she was going out of town, but I was in town and um, as soon as she said, yeah, I was just like, okay, let's go. And the first thing we did was come up with the name, you know, and we're both native Texans. We're both born and raised here in Texas. The name, you know, is the first thing. It's the easiest thing, but it's the first step you got to do. And as soon as we came on, came up with uh, Liberty Ladies of Texas, I jumped the gun and I set us up with all social media accounts. We're on Facebook, you know, we're on everything right now. We're not banned anywhere yet. And I even uh, got us a website going and just, I got everything set up for us over the just weekend. overnight. I mean, yeah, it was overnight. Right. <laughs> and it was uh, right. I was so excited. Like I was literally ready. I've been wanting to do this like her. I was like telling all my friends, oh, I'm gonna start a page, a YouTube, you know, and just never got around to it. But, you know, since the election happened, I was just like, now is the time like you know it's it's definitely not the time to be silent uh you know we definitely need to speak our mind and um you know for me i think staying silent is just as bad if not worse than you know uh the you know the opposition sure well i mean uh, silence uh is complacency you know if you if you're silent about it then uh then you really have no right to uh you know, to, to bitch about it when it's taken from you. And right. uh, so I, I agree with that. Um, yeah, and I've had a few of those those long nights hammering away at a keyboard, um, you know, refreshing your, your browser to see what it looks like. And you, you finally, you get something. I mean, uh, yeah. yeah the the I, name was definitely fun to play with. She had actually come up with the name, you know, right off the bat, I think. And we were like, oh, I don't know. Because she um, was Lady Liberty for a yeah. Halloween party that uh-huh. we went to. And I was a, a party police. And, and so like Liberty she and Justice so good right. in that <laughs> costume. And so it just made sense. And we played around with other things. But it just sure. it felt right. And so we just pushed forward with it. And, and definitely a, a big... Thank you uh, to you for being so persistent in getting those websites and, and things launched. And, and I contribute to uh, oh, yeah. whatever, you well, know, I, I'm not savvy on the Instagram and stuff. So she handles <laughs> the Instagram account and I have, I'm very. Um, yeah. And I didn't even have a Twitter, but she had a Twitter. So she does all the Twitter. So kind of Everything has just yeah. been working out really perfectly. You know, we really balance each other out amazingly well they couldn't have uh, you know i couldn't have picked a better person to start this out with and you know and we just uh really complete each other perfectly um here i, I want to talk about the camera work for a minute um because um that's uh, are, are you shooting that rachel you are you doing the um you, we, the yeah we both yeah, do we a lot of shooting uh she does most of the, the editing editing though yeah 
That's that's good. When we hit DC for the first million MAGA march, it was like no sleep. Uh, we were crammed into a you know a rental car, and we just we just hauled ass up and back. And um, you know it, it was uh, you know my phone on a tripod as high up as I could get it, trying to get it around. And yeah, I mean, but but you I mean you do really well. Um, you know that's uh, your production quality is fantastic. Thank you know you. The, the product yeah. you all bring, the finished product, uh, it's both really strong. The, the costume's great. I'm I'm thinking about getting uh, my co-host um, a uh, a monkey costume, a gorilla costume, and uh, a pirate hat, and uh, uh, I don't know some wild turkey, and we're going to see where that goes here in West Virginia yeah, with some it's signs. Definitely but. a big set. The, the <laughs> yeah. costume she right. wears the we try to go to. Um, all of the Stop the Still rallies here in Austin mm -hmm. every right. Saturday that we can. Um, and any time that we're out of town, we're always looking, you know, that weekend, the first weekend that we kicked it off, I went to South Texas to um, Harlingen area. And mm -hmm. I was on my phone looking for, you know, a Trump rally or a you know, some something that I could attend that I could get coverage on. And it's just kind of like a it's it's almost like storm chasers, you sure. know, looking for <laughs> like, Absolutely not, it is. like yeah, the yeah. Um, the energy that you get from it and looking for these, you know, looking to get somebody's voice uh, like our voice, of course. But where where's everyone else? Because if you don't, like she was saying, if you don't do that, then they think everyone is silent and there's no one on on the opposition. And there are a ton. I mean, South Texas. I was sending her photos. I went again this past mm -hmm. weekend of billboards that are all. I mean, all the way like huge Trump billboards that are just lined up on the side of the highway. I, I mean, it's insane the support that he has out there. I, I was going to ask you about a. Um... Uh, something I saw earlier. Where is Mueller in respect to where you all are? I saw a, uh, I think a tweet maybe or a Facebook post um, come across my feed about uh, somebody was triggered because of the word joy or Noel. No, I'm sorry, it was Noel. Oh, wow. It was a totally, Mueller. Yeah, Mueller. Like, yeah. That's an East. That's like East Austin. Um, I'm or not is that a city? Super familiar. With yeah, I'm not sure Mueller. if it's a okay. city but or I did there's that story. That's, um, I'm like, wow, you know, there's there's the, um, you know, everybody being so, um, you know, just uh, so just want to get along with everybody. But we trigger on the word Noel. I mean, it just it. it I blows. mean, we're triggered on on the cross. <laughs> you know, uh, there was a absolutely. Oh, yeah. I wonder if we'll go back to uh, covering crosses when we go into churches now. Do you, and, uh, you know, if, if, if the worst absolutely happens, I wonder if that will be a practice that's taken back up. Because you remember, um, um, you know, Barry, he would go in and, you know, the, the crosses would be covered. So um, I'm, I'm just, that's something that. Uh, well, you just, you just wait because wait for Easter. I, Let's well, just wait and see I, what happens I, with Easter. I, yeah, well, you know what? I, I still believe that, uh, you know, we're just going to have to uh, see what happens. There's a long way still between now. So uh, uh, let's talk about let's not, let's get off that for a second. Let's go back to what you all were doing and uh, the impact that you you know so far that you've made. I mean, um, you know, you're right. It's it's. I saw Alex Jones get just censored in one fell swoop in a weekend. 
I was on the back end of the discus forums when they crashed. I saw it. I saw them just go away. Um, so what impact are you making now on the social media world where you can yell and scream, but they dial you back and only a few people are going to see you and, and things like that? Where, where are you at now? And at the end of this, when this is all over and we can breathe hopefully freely again, what, what do you hope to have achieved? What, what do you want to be known for with this movement? So definitely something that I've seen on our social media uh, um, in regards to the impact that we've had on others is that we've kind of inspired other people to also be outspoken. Um, I've even seen some people on my personal Instagram page uh, posting more political things and they, they message me saying you inspired me to do this. I was really scared to speak out, you know, before I wouldn't normally do this, but since seeing you and you know following you ladies movement and um you know it's just it's just really inspired me to speak out about my beliefs and you know talk about these truths that are actually going on and you know just a, a lot of us have been in that same boat you know we were scared to speak out we didn't want to offend anybody else we didn't want to start arguments i think that's the main thing you i know? think i'm uh i didn't uh, want to yell at people <laughs> we didn't want to start arguments but for for a lot of people yeah. you know they don't yeah, want to no, start arguments true. and cause yeah. cause fights especially with family members and lifelong friends yeah but I was cutting videos um, uh, of um, Infowar videos, trying to just get a video out there on social media that people can see, whether it, whatever attention it brought, as long as it got them curious enough to kind of look into what what's going on, what is this, you know, who's this Alex Jones guy, or you know, what's this Infowars thing? Um, because I am a large fan of Infowars. I have been for many, many years. You have. We still listen to the show oh, you know, yeah. daily. Um, yeah. And so he definitely inspired us. And, and I kind of got to the point where I was like, man, I don't feel like I'm getting my voice heard, you know? And, and so I'm just kind of going back to when Yucca proposed the idea where I, it was like a breath of fresh air and being out there um, with everyone when we go to these rallies, whenever we go to these events and we're interviewing people. I mean, these people truly touch us. And like they, we can feel, um, you know, the love from them and the support from them whenever we're, when we're interviewing them. I, we, oh, yeah. um, we went to the Capitol one day um, when we first kind of were trying to do man on the street, you know, testing out mics and testing out stuff that we had. Um, and we ran into a group of women and they were so ecstatic to see us out there trying to get their take. They were a little uneasy. They were like, who are you with? Who are you guys? Because we weren't wearing any yeah. Trump clothes or anything, right. you know, and we, we couldn't, you know, they couldn't tell what what our what but, vibe we were given yeah off, but, but the, when we left there and and granted that footage um the mic was not on <laughs> and so all of it was <laughs> was a wash pretty much i'm sure that you've maybe you've experienced something like that i'm the king of bad footage yeah I, if, um, if I can, you know. <laughs> yeah. 
We, so, it was but, it was upsetting for us. We went home and we sobbed away about it <laughs> because it was so great. But it, it would have been the perfect first interview, so but good. there's no I, such thing as perfect. But so. I think I, I think honestly, God um, wanted us to have that um, story, hum, you know, humbling, humbling experience. experience yeah. yeah, and they were actually doing um, they were doing some sort of walk walk for God prayer Trump. for Trump prayer, prayer and they walk. were walking they were walking around the whole Capitol praying uh, for Trump and it was just it, there was no event oh, like happening a, it was like just a, a group of five walk. ladies just mm -hmm. doing their own thing mm -hmm. right. that's um you know uh, I the um, those type of things I mean I can't describe I mean you talk a lot about God but I can't describe the synchronicity of how I have been put in places just like a like a, a piece on a puzzle you know just it, it it just fits it just happens um a lot of my videos happen that way i run into people you know uh, just all over the place and um i don't know it's um it's it, it's some of the things like i guess the first before i ever started pirate info wars before i had a i had a website um neocrusader.com and i still do but um, I've sort of laid off of it. I focused everything. Once the banning starts, I thought, well, hell, let's let's start that ship and let's let's you know get as much as I can out there. Um, I was on my way back from WVU and I just dropped my son off. The banning had just happened, all that, and um, I stop at a store for gas, and I'm wearing the Infowars in your face T-shirt, and that was I, I hear this guy yell free Alex Jones just across. I mean, it, it was crazy. And, I, and that was my first man on the street. Um, he was so he at that point, he was so intimidated that, you know, he had a YouTube channel. He didn't want to get banned. He didn't want to anger anybody. But if you watch it, it's on it's on my YouTube. But that was my first man on the street. And, um, you know, it, it just it, it will stick with me for the rest of my life. The guy in D.C., um, you know, yelling, you know, the, he, he was, um, you know, from from the Middle East, I believe, Egypt, yelling, thank you, President Trump, you know, fervently. Um, you know, those things will stick with me for the rest of my life. But what are some of your most memorable man on the street events? Uh, I saw one lady. She was talking about how her bank account had been. Um, oh, yeah. Marie. Um, was that her so. Oh, Maria, yeah. Oh, she yes. is so great. Oh, oh yeah, we love um, her. She is definitely a, a <laughs> huge impact on us. Yeah. Just right. spiritually. Yeah, definitely. We, we really have a, a strong connection with Maria. She has, she comes up from Houston to Austin to the rallies on Saturday to for the Stop to Steal rallies. And last time we saw her, she came up by herself. She said she doesn't normally even drive. But her husband had to work, and so he couldn't drive her, and so she she drove all the way up from Houston by herself. Yeah, to stop right. the steal. Our first video um, with her that you can find on our YouTube channel um, was she had gone there for a prayer. I think she said for a they were doing a prayer for mm -hmm. Trump event somewhere here in Austin, and she went to it, and then she drove by the rally. And she was like, oh, my gosh. And so she stopped right. and she attended the rally. And that's whenever we got 
you know, we were, I was walking by to get some B-roll of kind of the whole event and I saw her talking to somebody very passionately and I stopped her and I said, can, can we get, can, can we get your message out there? Can we do that? And she was like, oh yes, yes, yes. You know, and I said, okay, go. And I mean, everything you see, nothing is, was pre-rehearsed. We hadn't talked to her before. Um, or anything we hadn't met her and she just unloaded I mean it, that video was I I mean it was oh perfect gosh, it was it, yeah it went it went so well it was so good and I've, I've watched that video even though I was there maybe like a dozen I, times yeah, or something it so because <laughs> it's so good and right. uh, and then we saw her again the the following or two weeks I think later yeah. or something mm -hmm. and she was telling us that she's she went to DC yeah, no, she's, she's going to go. She went to go. DC. She went to DC this last Saturday. She said, and yeah, she this cried last... and begged her husband. Yes, this last time we she saw her, to be there so bad. she was saying that they that they disabled her YouTube account mm -hmm. or something like that because yeah. they didn't give her any reason. They didn't give her. And a she reason. didn't use her. She was not active on. We YouTube. didn't even post her name. We didn't tag her or anything in that video. Our videos oh of her are still up. We're not. They didn't do anything with our account, but they disabled her YouTube, her personal YouTube account, and they also weren't letting her make donations to the Trump campaign. Her bank, I believe she I said, Bank of America. Yeah, Bank of America was not letting her donations go through, and it was just, it was crazy. She ended and up getting to donate eventually. She had to, but yeah, she, she had, had to, to call, she had to call and you know line. give them a little, a little bit of crap for yeah. not for not letting yeah. her payment go through. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Insane. Insane. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, and it, it seems, I, I guess it broke today, national file, um, well, actually yesterday, um, 1.9 million Communist Party sworn members um, just infiltrating everywhere, including Pfizer and AstraZeneca. So line up and take your damn shots. You know, um, yeah. everybody wants that. But, um, you know, it, it's it's amazing. Um, I asked Joe Biggs. I ask a lot of people. It's one of my favorite questions. Um, but uh, do you all recall that moment when you realized there actually was this Orwellian dark cancer that's just eating away at the soul of America? Do you recall that moment in your life? For me, I do. Um, I had always kind of, you know, thought that, but the one moment was when it was a really, I was actually pretty young when the internet was still kind of a new thing, but I was on the internet and I came across, you know, some, some page that said, I don't, I don't remember the exact title, but it was something along the lines of 10 secrets the government is keeping from you, you know, and I'm, and I'm reading it. And as I'm reading it, all of these things are just clicking. And I'm like, I knew it, you know, I knew it. I, nobody ever told me these things, but I could just see the lies, you know, on TV. And and just ever since then, that was just that was just like confirmation that all these beliefs that I had that, you know, my gut was telling me was true. And ever since then, it's just I've just followed my gut, you know, I've just and it, and it was such a long time ago before I even knew what the word conspiracy theory was, you know, I never right. had even heard that, that, you know, I've never even heard of that. And, um, 
it was just it was crazy but i i don't remember how old i was but i know i was probably in my teens right i don't um i honestly was living a blase i wasn't involved in anything and maybe when i was 22 or so i had met a don salazar a writer for m4s and i think he had just gotten on or something and and a friend of mine knew him and he had brought over a magazine an infowar magazine and they had um like you know who was labeling uh gmo foods and and things like that and i was drinking horizon milk at, at the time right. and horizon milk was one of the brands that um was against labeling um or not labeling and i was like what well that's on what's going on, you know, and so really uh, InfoWars is very near and dear to me because they did wake me up, right. you know, I did start to look, um, look into things after that and I have literally changed my life completely around because of that one moment I started looking into, it started with food um, and I just kind of was like, oh wow, there, there's, there are all these secrets everywhere, what's going on, you know, and it kind of woke me up and looking into other things and then you know bohemian grove and then i was you know watching all of these you know videos and i was really i mean it was a lot to take right. in and i have just continued to do that and and pass it up pass it down um you know and i do have um kids also and so that was a big that was the reason why I was changing it because I was I was thinking, oh man, I don't want to give them all of these chemicals or these things. And you know, my son, it, he hears us a lot, and he says, you know, he's like, oh, the dirty Democrats, you know, <laughs> it's the cutest thing. Um, but but yeah, I think just looking at at the future, um, you know, the children of the future and. You know how we can change things and inspire and get the truth out because if we don't then you know we really are headed towards just this disastrous road which i feel like we are sort of on but we haven't given up you know the fight i haven't i certainly haven't given up the fight and i think no. getting our voice out there and starting this is is huge and everybody should be doing it mm -hmm. yeah yeah I, you know i think um, more people are starting to wake up. I'm, I'm amazed that as many people are, you know, as there are out there that, that are still, I guess, asleep. Um, but uh, you, you can't help but, but see what's going on. I mean, I, I hear little old ladies talking about civil war <laughs> now. I mean, it's, it's crazy. Um, but, uh, you know, m my first um, experience, I guess, wasn't... Uh, it wasn't a, you know, some radio host. It wasn't, um, you know, it was it was my grandmother and and a Pentecostal preacher, um, you know, and and talking about the mark of the beast. And then my grandmother one day we go into a, a grocery store and and they you know the scanners you know they're scanning and my grandma says boy don't ever don't ever let them put a code on you don't ever let them put a barcode on you and I'm like why granny you know and and. But, and that started, that sort of started me down the road. And then in the sixth grade, my teacher, and it was 1984, she assigned me the book report in 1984. So I, I soaked that in as, as you know, a, a teen. And, um, 
you know, it, it's like a zombie movie at that point. It's sci-fi. It's the running man, you know, and uh, now, well, hey, you know, it's it's like if you were watching a zombie movie and or if, you know, and, and you, you think to yourself, this is this could never happen. This is just fiction. And then all of a sudden you hear somebody say, well, this person's been bit and, you know, and then you start seeing them walk down the street. And I mean, it's all happening. It's it's there. It's it's in the open. It might as well be that scenario. You know, it yeah. might as it, well be in that. A way, it, it, it's, it feels that way 100%. Yeah, I think it actually is really like not literal, but definitely. We definitely have zombies out there, you know, especially in a lot of big cities, probably not Austin, but when I go back to Houston, a lot of times I go to the store and, you know, I'm a generally happy person. And, you know, before the masks, I would smile. I would say hi to people, even if I didn't know them. But when I go to Houston, for example, I just walk around and everybody just looks sick and dead inside and sad, just a straight face. They're not looking at anybody. They're just looking down at their phone and they're literally zombies, just empty inside. And it's, and it's crazy. I, I snapped on, I snapped on a little old lady yesterday, or not yesterday, but um, what, two, three days ago. Um, And I didn't mean to, but when we got, when we got banned on Facebook, I knew it was going to happen. I knew that the time was going to come. I guess an algorithm flagged me and they just, they cut us. And so I'm like, I'm done. I'm done with this part of it. Forget it. You know, it's going to happen, but whatever. And so I stop at a TJ Maxx uh, on the way home and like I walk in and (laughs) this little old lady standing there and she's got her masks and she's counting people. And she said, "Uh, do you have a mask? I said, no, I don't need a mask. And I went to walk in and she's like, uh, she said, you got to have a mask. And I said, I just stopped and I was like, do I need to leave? Do I need to leave? And she was like, no, no. no." And so I'm walking through and I feel like an asshole. And um, finally I go back and I apologize to her um, on the way out. And I say, well, you know, thank you for for not telling me to leave. But, you know, I probably should have anyway. But yeah, um, I had someone tell me also and I was kind of I hate the position that it puts us in you know where we are so defensive to just be normal um i was in heb too and i and i saw the um you know the news article that was that said heb isn't gonna crack down as hard and and i said oh great and we went to heb and we were going in and i'm like oh gosh we're gonna have to wear these masks you know i have a mask but it's made of mesh um, I sewed it myself and I'll wear it if I absolutely, you know, if I just can't deal or handle, um, and we're going in and she's like, I have a medical condition and she just walks right in. And I was like, right. I do too. <laughs> I was like, oh, we're going to do this. But it's know? so, it's so sad that it, we are in yeah. these times that we have to defend ourselves just to be normal, just to be breathe air. We just want to breathe oxygen in. And, you know, I have to make something up, you know, for, for me, I, I always say I'm my own doctor. So I just mm-hmm. say, oh, my doctor recommends I don't wear a mask. My doctor recommends I breathe. Which is, to me is true because I've been my own doctor for years. 
So, but it's still, it's just, I hate that we're put in this position where we have to defend, defend our right just to breathe oxygen. It's ridiculous. Yeah. I, I agree. Um, I, I have a, uh, a Spartan helmet that I modified with a uh, motorcycle face helmet. So, uh, you know, I mean, with a, with a face shield. So uh, I had a little bit of fun with that. Uh, a lot of people were giving me thumbs up. I went through Walmart. Uh, I tried to eat, um, you know, some, some tortillas with it. Um, it was great. <laughs> it was great. Yeah, but, uh, I don't. I I, it's, oh. I I I I think I've come. I, I did some soul searching this weekend, and here's what I'm gonna. Here's what I, I've come up with personally, and uh, then we'll move on. But I I think for the sake of being a good person, just for the sake of saying, you know what. I'm going to be a good person. I'm not going to put another little old lady in that position, but I, I have the right to choose who I do business with. If I don't need to do business with you, if you think that's it, hit them in the wallet. Um, a very wise man told me that, and I'm going to stick to that. Just don't shop there. Don't do it. Um, when I go into work, I'm going to go ahead and counterpunch with the coming vaccination mandate and you know, the talk now that your employer has a right to tell you you've got to go take a vaccine. I am blessed enough. I can work from home remotely. I don't ever have to be a vector for them. I can do it from the house and be fine. But I need to know. And I, th I suggest everybody do that. And I'm just yeah. going to end my rant there. But <laughs> mm -hmm. well, you know, there's so many more options. That's, this is what I don't understand. Um, when this whole thing kicked off, you know, at the very beginning, I was going to go get a, a gift for a birthday party. And I absolutely, I hate Walmart 100%. I do not go oh, to yeah. Walmart unless I absolutely have to. But in that day, on that day, I did go to Walmart to go run in and get, you know, a bicycle. Um, and I needed to go to the bathroom. So I parked my cart in the magazine area and I cut through like kind of the cigarette aisle to go to the restroom when I was walking this guy looked over at me and he goes what the f you know can I cuss yeah. on her he's, okay go for he, it yeah. yeah he goes he goes what Please the do. Fuck? and I and um and I said oh no you know I thought he thought I was trying to cut him in line and he was a big guy really big I'm five one you know he was a really big guy and I thought he was he thought I was trying to cut I was like oh I'm sorry and I just ran to the bathroom because I wasn't wearing a mask and it wasn't a mandate at that time. I don't think right off the bat it was. And I was washing my hands and I remember seeing a woman coming out of the stall with this big white, you know, medical mask on. And I was like, oh gosh, how disgusting for someone <laughs> to be in using the bathroom with this mask on. And I'm coming out of the bathroom and I'm going back the way that I came. And the guy's like, put a fucking mask on. What the fuck is wrong with you? And I turned around and everyone in Walmart is staring at me. And I'm and I had a when I was washing my hands, my sister called me on a video chat. So I answered and I was like talking, you know, or I was like, hey, how's it going? And this guy's yelling at me and my sister's on the phone. She's like, what's going on over there? What's going on over there? And I was like, I don't know. Some guy's yelling at me <laughs> about putting on a mask. And he was calling me stupid and you're going to get everyone sick and all this stuff. And I turned around and I said, hey. If you don't, you know, if you're so scared, right. why are you in Walmart? Yeah, Out of all please. the places you can be, you're <laughs> at Walmart, dude. I said, go to www.walmart.com and order your shit online, okay? Mm -hmm. Order it online. They'll drop it off at your door, you know, but <laughs> all the places you want to be, you want to be in the cesspool of Walmart, 
in West Virginia, see the 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 rub there is that I'm I'm more afraid of getting my ass beat for wearing a mask than not wearing them oh, because that, that, yeah. that, 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 yeah. that, that, I mean, but you know, and all. It's it's uh, you know, I, I mean, some of these guys, they, um, you know, they're just not going to do it. And I, I totally respect that. Now, you know, that being said, I believe in, you know, I, personal, you know, your, your right to di- dictate what happens on your personal property. If you're a business owner, you can say that you can do that. But again, I don't have to go along with it. Um, you know, I can I can look for employment elsewhere. I mean, that's capitalism. That's the beauty of the free market. And so, you know, what, you know, I just think it's so strange. I mean, I, I've thought about wearing like maybe a, some chicken wire over my face and saying, you know what, it's going to catch just so right. you know. <laughs> about as much COVID. So if that makes you feel good, that's fine. You know, I'll, I'll throw some chain mail over my head and we'll all call it good. But, you know, um, so you still get Karens, you know, even when you, I'm wearing that at, um, I went to this um, bar arcade that they have down here mm-hmm. and we went in and we really clicked with the security and we were, you know, we got memberships because I, because they have, um, as long as you're drinking your drink, you don't have to have your mask on. So we go straight to the, to the bar, we get a drink and I'll sip on it all night. I'll put it in my mouth and carry it around, <laughs> you know, whatever I have to do not to wear a mask. Right. And when I went in, a guy behind me saw my mask, and you can literally see my nose and my mouth through my mask. And he was like, hey, hey. And, you know, he's like trying to tell the security guard to come and get me because of my mask. Right. And then later on, the security guard came out to me, and he was like, your mask is fine. You know, he was like, I wish I could wear that mask. You know, I can't even breathe out of this thing. You know, right. so I mean, there are. It, it's it, it also puts people like that um, in a you know in a compromising position because they need their job. Um, they do, but you know, and at the same time, I would do what they would do. I would I would say. If you had to enforce it, I would say, excuse me, you have to wear a mask in here. And, and if somebody said something like, I'm not going to wear a mask or I have a medical condition or I would just say, OK, you know, because that's above my pay grade to argue with you or to, to sure. try to push this rule on you. You know, if you really want me to wear a mask, go get your manager and then I'll have a conversation with him. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and you know what? I mean, uh, again, it, it ends when we all say no. Um, I know people who are dying, who, who actually I, I have family members right now who they just woke up out of a coma, um, you know, to, to see what they want to do because her lungs are failing her because the respirator. I mean, I could go into it. It's the same old story. Everybody knows about the respirators, what they do. But, um, you know, it's uh, and, and that's the infuriating thing as well, is that they they use every good lie has to have that thread of truth that you weave every other thing around. Right. Uh, if that makes sense. It does make and, sense. And so, um, you know, it, there has to be something there to scare the people. Um, and then and then they come in, they use this perceived crisis, um, same old song and dance, never let a you know, good crisis go to waste, blah, blah, blah. Um, but let's talk about fighting it. Um, you know, talking about conspiracy theorists and you all have, have invoked, you know, you know, God um, and God uses, I mean, the people that he use, 
I mean, if he can place me in somewhere um, that I know I did for him, he can put anybody out there to do it. But I think we first have to let him and call upon him. And, and how, how important is it? I mean, it sounds like the lady that you interviewed that she made a big impact on you. How important is it that we as patriots invoke God, we call upon God, um, you know, when, when we're resisting this? I think it's probably the most important thing, really, because God always has a plan. You know, he mm-hmm. he is the one that is going to show us the way. Um, I have been a believer for a really long time. I grew up in the church. Mm-hmm. I, I did stop believing for a little while because I was in a a church where a lot of the people that went there were very hypocritical. And so it kind of pushed me away from God for a little bit. But I I came back around, you know, and I, and I found him years later. And honestly, I, I really think it's I think it's the, the most important thing because um, it's. And even if you don't believe in God, you know, there's a lot of people that are on the right still and, and they, they don't believe in God, but they, they still believe in something, you know, whether it's just a spirit or, or something like that. Whenever you ask God for guidance or, or whatever it is you believe in, I think it's important to ask and, and speak to him because whatever you believe in, it's going, they're going to answer you back. And, and it's all coming from the divine source, you know. You, and what what's sad is that a lot of people, they don't really, they're not really that connected to God. And so when they do ask for guidance or help, sometimes they don't, they don't see or hear the message. Or when they hear the message, they, they just don't want to listen because they're like, that's not the answer that they wanted. You know, you know I think it's maybe been twisted and, and we uh, we um, we think we can never achieve that perfect and we can't. We can't achieve what he achieved, what Christ achieved. But see, my biggest hang up was like when they talked about the armor of God and, and you know, that's what the Bible tells us defeats these people in high places, this wickedness, these spirits. Um, so. I, but my biggest thing was, I'm, you know, I'm not worthy of that. You know, I, I couldn't carry his armor. But then I started doing searches like in, on my on my digital Bible and things like that. And it started talking about like if you search for armor of God, it talks about the armor bearer more than it talks about the armor wearer. And um, but the plate, like the breastplate of righteousness. It's not my righteousness. I always thought, hey, I got to be righteous. I'm, it, it's not ever going to happen. But through him, his righteousness, if I throw that on, then, hey, um, what can stand against me? And so yeah. it doesn't always fit uh, together, like you were saying, like like a puzzle. Yeah. And there's it doesn't always flow the way that you want it to flow or the way that you think that it flows but you just have to, you know, you have to believe that at the end of it all, it's it's going to make sense to you. It's going to make sense. It's it, everything is happening for a reason. We got together for a reason. We're on this, you know, on the stream with you for a reason. Sure. Um, we have had um, other offers to do it, but it just didn't feel right um, in those other situations. Well, um, I'm honored. For some reason, I it felt. Honored. 
it felt <laughs> right with you. And, and there's a reason for that, you know, and we have to keep believing um, because then what else do we have, you know? And, yeah. And I, I actually attended a, a service um, at a Baptist church, a funeral service for an old, old co-worker of mine who is um, very close to um, my cousin, uh, best friends with my cousin, actually. And she's very, she is just incredibly heartbroken. Um, she, the the woman that had passed away, the old co coworker, old friend of mine, um, she had nothing wrong with her. She didn't pass from COVID. She just was repeating herself one day um, and her husband noticed it and um, they were on their way to the chiropractor. She was going for her normal you know, appointment and she couldn't talk all of a sudden. And then he took her to the, or they called 911. The ambulance took her to the doctor. She was in ICU and she was brain dead right away. She had brain swelling and she was, she, she passed on her birthday. She would have been 37. Um, and so, you know, and I went to the service and, um, I had my uncle, um, was, um, in the church very heavily when I was a kid. And so because of that, I think I was a little connected, but I really didn't get involved too much. Um, but I'd never been to a service in that religion or that, you know, in, in, at a Baptist church. And it was, so I left there, our radio, my radio broke. And so I was silently driving to Lockhart, you know, after this funeral service and just thinking, wow, you know, this is the power of God is incredible. And it, you know, the, for, I, I hope that everyone kind of gets, gets on board with it one day because yeah. it's just such an amazing feeling. And, and even though it was a sad time, I could still feel, you know, they're, you know, they don't usually the services that I'd gone to before, you know, people are sobbing and they're throwing themselves on the casket and they're, but this right. service was just, you know, it, it was like a celebration almost. And I mean, if it, God forbid something happens to me, that's that's where I want to be at, right. at that service, you know, because it was so uplifting, even though it was such a sad moment. Um, but it's the power of God, you know. Yeah. And I think that kind of goes back to kind of what we feel at all these rallies and protests oh, that yeah, we go. Okay. Everybody there or, or almost everybody there believes in God. And Absolutely. so the energy that you feel there is just phenomenal. Incredible. It, yeah, it's incredible. It's it's overwhelming sometimes. In DC, um, oh my gosh, yeah, the first the first million mega march that was oh that was definitely overwhelming. And just even though we're we're essentially in a war and we're in fighting times right now, it was so hard not to smile. And because you're just so full of the spirit, you're so full of this passion. You're all of yep. these people, thousands, over a million you know. like-minded people. You're all yeah. there fighting for the same cause. Right. And we don't all have the same beliefs at the same time, no. you know? And so it's just it, the power of God being in a huge group of people that also believe in God, just the, the energy and the spirit of God is just overwhelming at those events. And that's kind of one thing, you know, that just just helps us, you know, helps it, it makes you feel really yeah, good. Yeah, because we were, I mean, that was our first big event. Right. And oh, yeah. We decided to go just like, 
you know, right before I think it was like literally two days. Or or no, two days. It was oh. the Thursday before. The Thursday night is when we bought our when we just realized oh, yeah, we that did. we could go and and right. we bought our tickets. I had some I had some things I had to figure out with work, and I was that was my life goal that week was to get to that event, and I was able to figure it out. And we we went. We literally Airport. just went for the day. Airport yeah. taxi to the march. We were back at our hotel very late at night, woke up five hours later and got back on our flight to Austin the next morning. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, it I was. I don't think anybody slept that week, honestly. No, no it was it was insane. But, um, you know, the uh, that that's something that can't, you know, be overwritten. It's something that can't be silenced is, you know, when when the president talks about the red blood of patriots. Um, you know, that's what it's all about. And it wasn't, you know, you, you're right. All, all races, all religions with one, with one goal. And that's, that's not letting America slip into the, into oblivion. Um, because that's where we're headed. That's what's going to happen if, you know, if, if we stop, like Rachel, like you said, if, if we don't speak up, then, then it's everything will go silent you can't light that that candle can't light itself and so we have to be the fire we have to be the yeah, spark um, let's say and it starts local I, I think that is the the part i mean everybody trying to figure out what's next what have what happens you know if if biden gets in well we you know if this is a democracy um you know if like and, and facebook said hey there's no fraud so you know i'm good with it um, everybody should just be good with it um, at ridiculous. this point. Ridiculous. It is no ridiculous. No, it, no, no. There's no proof. No there is ridiculous. no evidence. Come on, guys. Um, There's the no video, evidence. The video has been fact-checked. Yes. Uh, it drives oh, me yes. crazy. It, it really, really drives, you know, because like I was saying, um, I hear the news, I mean, I hear the news on my own all the time, but also... Um, I'm also always picking a Don's brain, you know, when he gets home, I'm like, what's the news today? What did you hear today? What's the news? You know, and it's just, we're just both on the same page where we cannot believe, you know, where are the subpoenas for the people that are on these videos? You know, why, why are, Hell we know the who they are. Kick we in the door, drag their ass out. I we don't know understand who it. they are. We know the guy with the flash drive. We know his name, right? Go get that guy. We know these, these UPS drivers and these, you know, go get them. What are, what are we doing? I understand that now that this list has hit the mainstream and we, that genie can't be put it back in the bottle, I'm, I'm volunteering right now. You give me a name and a house and uh, I'll go. <laughs> I think we'll all take a name. <laughs> I, we'll do it. Give me a name and let's just get it on. I just want that to happen. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm just throwing that out there, Mr. President. Voting. How can we how can we like finalize any election or anything if we know for a fact there's fraud, regardless of, of if you think it's just two people or, or one person, it's it's fraud. Well, it's and the people who knock the doors, these people who get out in the field, they're field organizers, the people who, you know, actually get out in the field and they see this, they knock doors. And like me, I mean, I would knock doors and there would be 
it would they would be listed as hard blue and i think oh this is going to be a great conversation i'd knock the door and you know the guy is an old veteran who is saying thank you president trump you know we we love you we, you know i'm i'm a democrat but my party left me and i don't think you know i think west virginia I mean, we went completely red. We're we're a meme now, um, you know, because everything is red here, and thank God. But um, you know, we got we have to keep it that way. It's small. We have to start small. And and you all are doing some things with the mayor and the city council there. Um, you know, once we've put on the armor, once we've invoked God, talk about what you're doing locally there to to make a, a difference with that and and how it started. You know what they're doing to the people and the, the people who are coming there to visit Austin, everything like that. So sad yeah. to see Austin in the the place that Austin is. Is it, We're not Austin. We're not mm -hmm. Austin anymore. <laughs> what are we? We're a tech uh, company. You're, you know, you're we're Western a tech city now or something. San Francisco. You're Western yeah. San Francisco. We're the new Cali. Yeah. You know, we're, Eastern, I'm sorry, Eastern San Francisco. My, my apologies. We're, <laughs> yeah. we're in such a terrible position. You know, I think we've both seen Austin slowly deteriorate, mm -hmm. you know, over time. And it's only progressed more since this has happened. And it's unrecognizable. I mean, the cities are, or the city, the, the city is just ridden with homeless, you know, and defund the police and BLM, yeah, we, yeah, we have our own Black Lives Matter on right. the streets, and um, yeah, it's just it's it's really gone downhill. Just in, it really it's has. gone downhill over time, but the past three years, it's really, really, really gotten super bad. Especially when they started busing in the homeless people over here, right. and the homeless people have it so good here. They get free food, free mm. water. They have little sinks with a little foot pump at the bottom they have porta potties well we don't nice. want to advertise to other homeless yeah. that have that have internet and are watching and right. will be watching yeah. this but yeah they have it made right. they, they really made. do i heard a guy on the radio say okay. that um he works for the city of austin and um you know we have homeless camps that you can see um similar to the homeless camps in california we have we have these tent cities here but then we also have these deep wooded areas and the guy that called in on the radio this morning said that um he cleans up camps and that one of the camps had 75 solar panels and he was giving all of their little right. you know the campsite all of this energy and they have like heaters they have washing machines they have wow they have homes outside you know and they're not paying rent they're not paying for anything mm -hmm. um but i and, think and they get hundreds of dollars a day yeah um, yes from they, panhandling from yeah. panhandling what, and then the city gives them a little bit of money as well i tell you what that is i mean that might be a really good commercial for the tourist industry there uh in oh, yeah this is a commercial that we're doing right now for the city. come on down <laughs> washers dryers great. 100 what? bikes, he said, 100 bicycles. Um, you can pick and choose. They have all different oh, yeah. <laughs> I saw. I saw in one of the 10 cities, actually, somebody had dragged a one of those bike racks that you know you see in front of businesses. They right. had a bike rack with probably about five to seven bikes uh, right in front yeah. of their tent. So, so the city is going to, to shit, you know. But we are 
not we are i think that also has helped us kind of get the ball really rolling because right. i don't you know i i we are both native texans I, a lot of my life has been here in austin um elementary school middle school high school um i've been here back and forth between here and temple which is about an hour away um and it has you know just watching it watching it watching it just turn into this sloppy mess of a city has made me want to speak up even more you know i need people to hear me i need people to see me and uh and people in my in like the little town that i was in they're seeing me now or they're you know messaging me and great job you know good job i love what you're doing like you're getting uh, messages from your mm -hmm. your followers and things like that but it I mean, we both uh, invested in getting our own bullhorns um, just this last week. Yeah. And so right. we'll be really making some noise out here in Austin uh, coming up pretty soon. Mm -hmm. Nice. I, I mean, yeah, there's a line in the sand. They definitely crossed it. And, and now, you know, you all are the response. I mean, you're in the front lines. You're the citizen journalists. Um, they're my favorite people on Earth. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm glad. I got to tell your story um, because I, I think it's a really interesting one. I, I, I think that, uh, yeah, I see the the hand of God, you know, kind of moving you all in, in the direction you all are going to go and uh, just just trust in him and uh, you'll get there. You will. Um, how do people find you? How do people support you? You're all over the place, um, but what is the best way to, um, you know, to support your movement? Yeah, since we're still fairly new, we're not banned anywhere. So you can find us on all social media. We're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, but I would highly recommend, we would really recommend to follow us on Parlor and bit shoot because as you know you won't get banned or censored on there so whenever we do get censored on all of our other social media accounts parlor and bit shoot is where we'll be you know yeah, those are kind of our lot you know yeah like, yeah we're, we're, we're still we holding to everything to the, yeah yeah because you can reach a lot of people on facebook and instagram and twitter still since a majority of people are on there but we have we want to make sure that we have uh, right. a way to get a message out to the people. And you can also check out our website at LibertyLadiesOfTexas.com. Texas is spelled out. We are doing a little bit of changes on the website right now. It'll be ready. It'll but be ready by the time this video. Be, is yeah. Up. Yeah. I just I just realized that my YouTube uh, was redirecting back to my website, um, back to my index page. Uh, I don't know, maybe an hour ago, and it's been that way probably for six months. So hey, it's all good. <laughs> well, we are we, we do upload our videos um, <laughs> everywhere that we can, so you can find us there. We also have a little a little merch um, a little merch shop going. Yeah, yeah, we have right. an apparel shop on Teespring. Um, I can send you the link if you if you want to post it with the video. Absolutely. Yeah. Sure. Uh, one thing, if you can find it, that I think maybe you ought to go ahead and label and sell as merch. As uh, you remember the uh, from the eighties, the the hats that had the drinks on the side of the <laughs> oh, yeah. and then you had the straw going in, and people are like, hey, you know, you walk around with a straw in your mouth, and they're like, hey, 
You know, you can't, uh, you know, oh, you can't be in here without a mask. Like, mask. I'm drinking, I'm drinking yeah. right now. So, you know, oh, just think idea. about it. Just think yeah, about it. Yeah, all right. Okay. We'll, we'll, we'll mess around. Yeah. Just, just for, if anything, we'll make one just for you. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Um, anything you want to add before, uh, before we go ahead and cut it? Yeah, I definitely want to send a message out to everybody to follow God, ask him for his help and guidance, because I truly believe he is the one that guided us here to each other and to be on this mission together. And he's definitely helping pave the way for lots of other patriots to do the same thing. I love seeing that this is a growing trend of just self-made journalists and news reporters. I think it's great. But I also think that there's still not enough of us and yeah. we need a lot more people out there on the streets doing reports, just taking videos, yeah. you know, going out. Calling. You don't have to have all this fancy equipment. You just have to have a phone with a camera, right. which everybody has. And you can just go out there and make some noise, call your congressman, go to the rallies, even talking to people in the store that you don't know, you know, just sharing, sharing your ideas with other people. So many people are just used to looking at their phone all the time or talking with people via via the internet and messenger and just just get out there and talk to people in real life. Right. And, and I would definitely um, like to also say thank you so much um, to all of our current supporters and all of our future supporters. It means so much to us. Yes. I mean, yeah, without them, unreal. It, it, it really drives us to just keep putting more content out there and just to keep pushing forward. And all the supportive words and mm -hmm. comments and likes and shares, it, it really, really means a lot yeah. to us. Even though it's just a, a simple button click, you know, just one little click, it, it really does help us spread our message. Sure. Technology, I've always said, it's that double-edged sword. I mean, mm -hmm. what they cut yes. us with, we can yep. cut them back with. And yep. um, until the point when the people who were using the cameras who didn't believe us to begin with start seeing their content get um, censored and what they see actually happening in real life being told that didn't happen, you know, mm -hmm. it's, it's not true, then they'll wake up. But um, yeah. yeah, definitely. We, we like to say... Um, what is our, our saying here? Oh, yes. So this Rachel came up with this. So <laughs> I came up with the name. She came up with our slogan. And so our slogan is where liberty goes, freedom follows. Yeah. Amen. Amen. <laughs> the Liberty Ladies of Texas. Ladies, thank you for coming on the Powder Monkey podcast. Um, it was great. And um, keep fighting the good fight and carry that torch. Thank awesome. you so thank much. You so much. It, was, it was a pleasure. Absolutely. Purple shrines on our head. Phenobarbital makes us dead. To heaven's gate we will go. To climb for God. For country. For truth. For justice. For the republic. You're listening to the Powder Monkey Podcast on PirateInfoWars.com.
that you 